and welcome to another episode of The Science Patrol. Join us as we discuss the adventures of A.G. Subarai's Warriors of Light and their unending fight against the forces of darkness and relentless monster armies. And now, the hosts of The Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. You are listening to The Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. Uh, it's a beautiful day here in beautiful, lovely... Central snowy New Jersey. Yeah, a little icy, a little little. Uh, it's but it's water. not a cloud in the sky. No, it's, it's, it's gorgeous today. Hopefully, some of this melts. Anyway, I'm your host, Rich Conroy. With me, as always, the lovely and talented Mr. Patrick Rooney. Hey, everybody. How are you? Hi, guys. Uh, two episodes today on the cast. Um, and you want to give them they are, so that way they know. Oh yeah. Oh no. That we're gonna have to record a special thing to put up. Um, oh. Because this is not going out till after. But yeah, we're going to be on the, or we have been on the KaijuCast emergency broadcast by then, uh, by now, if oh. you're hearing this. Yeah, because we're, we're actually, we're so far we have a little bit of a surplus. Nice. And I'm not going to say it too loudly so that a meteor strike doesn't happen <laughs> or something equally stupid. Um, yeah, so um, this is uh, two episodes today. We're going to have um, My Friend's a Monster. My Friend is a Monster and, and Wataru's Romance. Yeah. This is a one-two punch of two of my favorite episodes of this series. Really? Yes, and okay. I'll tell you why. Do tell. Because they are both non-traditional episodes. Okay, that's fair. Oh, that's fair. That being the My Friend is a Monster episode is a traditional sort of Pigmon episode. Kind of. Uh, see, I don't know enough of the pig well, episodes. He's misunderstood. He's a friend to people. Right. He's, he's you a know, friend like, to kids and all that. And we have to try to help him be friends to kids. Which right. I thought gets to ride in a science patrol car. Yeah. Which I, we don't see, sadly. I was very upset about that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> not going to lie. But, um, yeah, let's just dive right into My Friend is a Monster. You want to give the uh, actual date and sure. share and stuff? It is November 18, 2015, Ultraman X, Episode 17, written by Kyoko Katsuya, directed by Takanori Sujimoto. You're getting there better you. with those Japanese names. I gotta I'm getting better at reading them off the fly and not practicing before <laughs> we do this is what it is. No, oh, it's amazing. Sakura and her mother um, have just moved to a new house, and Sakura is a ten-year-old little girl, something like ten, eleven, something like and that. They, and the mother actually states the rent is so cheap because they think there's a red ghost around. Yeah. And me, in my mind, having seen the previews, goes, "Ooh, I know what a red ghost." Yeah, is. it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. <laughs> so um, Sakura witnesses a monster, uh, which is all red and she's like mom mom there's a monster she's like it's not a monster it's a ghost <laughs> when you see the ghost don't worry about it just let it be friendly yeah and sitting there going somehow i don't think that's how that works normally but she's like if it was a monster zia would have been here exactly. by exactly she's like all right so turns out it is pigmon our favorite little guy uh, um, he is he's the best amazing ridiculous <laughs> And the, the guy who plays him. I love the fact that your wife decided to sit down and watch these two episodes. <laughs> well, she Clearly see, two of the most ridiculous episodes. Of she this. didn't see the Pigmon Oh, episode. okay. She was watching Motoru's Romance. Oh, even better. Even better. <laughs> she said, what in the universe are you watching? Well, she's interrupting me. Ooh. And finally at one point, you know, I was like, pausing in. She's having a full conversation. So finally at one point, I pause the movie, give her whatever answer she wants, and then... Do you really want to interrupt me, or can I watch my show too? Because I have a podcast robot space cat. Do I have to do? I have a podcast that I have to do. (laughs) It's not my fault that I have a podcast. Well, obviously it is, but it's entirely your fault. (laughs) Well, it's entirely our fault. I would say the the weight is eighty percent me, twenty percent you for agreeing to it. Yeah, but but I mean, she's sitting there going, "Okay, you know what? You're right. You do." Have to you watch this to watch show, this, so yeah. I guess I'll be quiet for fifteen more minutes. Right, <laughs> and she basically at that point got up and left. All right, there you like, go. Okay, fine. See you later. I'll be here. <laughs> I can't be in the same room and not talk to you. That's exactly what it is. Uh, at the base, Zio recovers a briefcase of spark dolls, um, uh, which they begin to surface after the dark ed- thunder energy starts appearing around. Um, Daichi brings the spark dolls to the lab. The lab members. They are trying to use Dr. Goraman as a target to attract the dark thunder energy. Okay, let's talk about 
how awesome Dr. Carmon, how stoned he looked with half eyelids over those eyes. Yeah, stops. he's sitting there in front of a bunch of incense. Incense and just trying to breathe in the incense. Like, like, he's in like lotus position. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I don't know if they have pot incense, but by God, it does look like that's what he's smoking because he's sitting there going, man, this is good. Yeah. And, and poor Rui's like, front of the camera, <laughs> like waving her hand. Oh man. So they like, well, we're trying to get Dr. Gurman to maybe see if we can get the Dark Thunder energy to strike him. And they're like, do you think he's going to get smarter? He goes, I don't think I can get any smarter. Yeah, that's like, exactly what he says. Do you think he's going to eat more? And he's like, I don't think that don't was think possible either. And you sit there going, okay. Do we really want Dr. Gurumon to be now a bad monster? Because he's a helpful monster. Why would you want him to get dark thunder energy, which makes you bigger, stronger, and worse? Yeah, nobody really thought that plot through. Or maybe Dr. Gurumon was like, I feel confident in the fact that I'm, I'm I can outsmart enough. this dark thunder yeah. energy. And I, I don't All right, know that that's how that works. But I don't think so. Why not? We know, we, know, <laughs> we know so little about dark, dark thunder energy that... Your guess is as good as mine, which I think is what Dr. Garamond's um, official stance in on most well, things is. I think his official stance is, I'm smart enough that I can outsmart it. Yeah. Which, okay, probably 80% of the time works. Yeah. But that other 20%, the big universe 20%. is a lot of stuff. That's right. That's right. So they figure that the spark dials are kind of like lightning rods, that they got to keep them safe because of the dark thunder energy. You know, finds any that are buried. Yeah, it's going to hit them, try to aim for Hint for next episode. Exactly. And then make them gigantic, and then they're... And angry. And angry. Generally Because that's what the Dark Thunder energy does. right. And that's why I'm sitting there going, again, isn't that a bad thought for Dr. Graham? You don't want him to be giant and angry. I can't believe your kids don't like this show, if only for Dr. Gurumon. I don't think they've actually seen Dr. Gurman running around that much. Because okay. the episode or two that they watched, he wasn't really in them. Right. So I probably should have gotten them into this episode yeah. with Pigmon and Dr. Gurman. Yeah. That would have probably hooked them into it. Yeah. But they've already said when the Jeed movie comes out, they want to see All it. Right. And whatever the next series, whenever that does come out, they <laughs> want to catch that. it from the beginning. Okay. So they can play along at home. And I'm like, okay. Do that. Now, did you notice at the beginning of this episode when they did their, um, before the credits start, they do their little recap, right? Right. Did you notice there were shots from the 24 Hours Inside Zio? Yes. That were not in 24 Hours Inside Zio? I didn't notice shots that were not in there. Oh, okay. So, I think like I, we were talking about last last week on the podcast, <laughs> that there were stuff that uh, shots that were not used. Right. And you got to figure they're going to do that because even for... Oh, you we'll shoot more it. than you need for everything. Right, for everything. For a 30-minute show that you're going to cut down to 24, whatever it is, minutes. Nowadays. But well, these are these are these are twenty four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've noticed that everyone's twenty four ish. Yeah, they're probably shooting thirty to thirty five minutes worth of stuff. Probably more than that. But probably more you, than you that. gotta well, like right, let's 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 just use the um, American version example of the fact that I shot a movie in college, a short. Right. It is. Three minutes. Okay. I shot nine minutes of footage for it. Just to get three minutes that you could actually use. Exactly. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I don't no, actually, it was more than that, because the reels were... I shot almost 30 minutes of footage. To get three minutes. To get three good, usable things out of it. See, minutes. I don't think they do that much of it, because, again, in college, you yeah. don't know what you're doing. That's true. These guys do. So I think That's they true. build... Time in. Oh, absolutely. But I don't think they shoot triple the amount just to whittle it down to what they really want. And there are things in Wataru's romance that didn't make it in either. I did see that. Yeah, notice that during the end credits. Yeah. That that there was stuff that they shot that didn't actually make it in. And again, it's one of those things of they're going to go with the best stuff. Yeah, of course. And then, of course, they're going to throw in the stuff that they don't really care about. Just to fill in the end credits and the beginning credits. Yeah, like yeah. they're like, "Well, oh, I, I thought this. I thought you looked pretty in this shot. We're going to include it in that." Yeah, yeah, and you're like, "Okay, fine, that's good." And I did notice <laughs> on our Facebook page that someone put in from episode four <laughs> of X. Ted gif of a of a Asuna. Yeah, 
And you're right. That's for the dads. Yep, that's, that's definitely absolutely for the dads. For the dads. They, they do have some shots that are definitely for the dads. Absolutely. Noticed There's them. no reason for Gina Spector's outfit other than their for the dads, dads watching yeah. it. And boys who are becoming men. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so the next day after returning from school, Sakura finds a small bouquet of flowers at the front door and spots a monster and learns his name is Pigmon and starts playing with him. And I, I'm... I don't know that Pigmon is speaking Japanese, so I don't know how she understands that his name is Pigmon. Man, maybe kids understand monster? I don't know. Or Okay, or that's yeah, science. Go. Good enough. <laughs> yeah, that's as good as it's going to get. That's the good as it's going to get, Belle. I think if you listen to him, that there's maybe someone speaking Japanese in that kind of uh, uh, um, process. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think. Okay. Maybe. I think so. We'll go with that. Yeah. I, again, since I don't speak Japanese, I can't really <laughs> tell. <laughs> you, do not. you do not, sir. You do not. Um, you know, what's funny is they don't, they don't have a Pigmon, uh, they don't have a Pigmon roar. I thought maybe they would have included that little sound bite so we could have heard it. No, it, it's basically like you just did. It's kind of, <laughs> yeah. My dog makes that sound <laughs> If you're holding out on food. On food. He's yeah. like, hey, come on, feed me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, let's see. Um, but then, we do get to see Pigmon's little cave. Oh, it's, yeah, his little And he sleeps. has toys from all different kids. kids. Yeah, it's adorable. And really. it is the cutest thing. And you're like, okay, Pigmon's lived here yeah. for that long that... You figure he takes one toy from each kid because yeah. you saw a dozen different toys. Yeah, there's a, some shovels and there's some um, dolls, dolls and bears, and teddy bears, and whatnot. And and you sit there going, "Okay, how?" I mean, I know when you rent, you normally rent for a year straight, right? So he's had to be in this same cave for approximately twelve years. Yeah, something like that. You know? Sure. And you're sitting there going, "I would think one of the things I would want to get if it was me." Was something comfortable to sleep on? Maybe, he, maybe well, he, he is a monster. Monsters tend to sleep in the dirt. If all evidence shows, they tend to they, they tend to sleep in the dirt. Okay. They don't really. Even the monster that wouldn't move was just in dirt. Slept on the ground. Yeah. Look at your dog. Yeah. Your dog just, can sleep on a pile of tacks. Oh, well, my dog is. <laughs> no, no, my dog is spoiled rotten. She has to have a blanket to sleep on. She is spoiled rotten. I give her that. I would. I would. Uh, She'll eventually fall asleep. I will counter thinking. evidence while we were on vacation this year that your dog slept on any level surface that was available. That's true. That's <laughs> Hardwood floor, fine. There's a sleeping dog. <laughs> Half of a couch with the front face hanging off. There's a dog. Like it's <laughs> That's true pretty too. impressive. <laughs> they just find a spot and go. She was like, "Well, I'm on vacation. I might as well let loose. I don't really need a blanket, right?" <laughs> That's what she does. Yeah. Pretty great. Um, so, um, uh, let's see here. Pigmon, um, so he goes to his home placing the the headdress. That's what it was that was made by Sakura. That little uh, that little ring of... Uh, yes, 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 whatever it is. Ring of daisies or whatnot. T-R-O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the jump rope, is, the jump rope scene is pretty great. Oh, it does, the highs. <laughs> the ball scene where he's like, <laughs> like that poor guy in the suit. <laughs> and the, the thing I notice most about this suit, I get Pigmon's fingers are supposed to be ridiculously long, but when the guy moves his individual fingers, each of the individual Pigmon fingers still floats along in about the same way. Yeah, they flop around. So you sit there going. That's not a bad suit where they have to figure out how to get the fingers right. to be able to move the fronds that are underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Sakura and her mother then go to leave for a shopping mall, and Pigmon sees a dark cloud and the city below it, uh, and proceeds to chase Sakura's car. At the end of this episode, we see a scene where Pigmon is in the rearview mirror. Yes. Which is not in the show. Right. And... I would have thought that would have been a better shot to see in this show. Maybe they were like, oh, we realized that maybe the mother would see that. 
and that would ruin the surprise later. Yeah, later, I guess. So, I guess. But then they were like, it's a great shot, we should put it in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It was a good shot, I guess. So there's all this shopping mall, this, you know, uh, you know, this and that going on. Um, and, and it looks more like an outside, out, um, like an outlet oh, mall kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Um, with a train. So. <laughs> well, I know in the mall near us in Freehold, they have the inside mall, they have a train that rolls around for five minutes that's yeah. ridiculously expensive. Also, they there. will not let adults ride those big giant stuffed pandas with the steering wheels. I did not notice that. Oh, they have Woodbridge. Oh, I know okay. that too. Okay. But uh, yeah, they're like big stuffed animals that you can drive around the mall. And they won't let adults do it. They will not let adults do it. (laughs) I asked for a friend. (laughs) For a friend. Not here at all. Certainly wasn't for a photo op, I'll tell you that. No. But I know um, the first time when we were down at Freehold Mall, I tried to get into that train. And I looked, I bent three different ways and said, okay, you know what? I'm not getting in there. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. My wife scrolls her rear end, which is also not very small, but smaller than me. Right. And she got on the darn thing. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. I'll Enjoy. Take, I don't care. Yeah. It's all good. Um, but uh, an aside, which is what we do here. Uh-huh. Did you see the video of the guy in Florida, this retired gentleman who has built a train to drive around his neighborhood and... It's a tractor, basically, okay. and it's got a bunch of little cars in the back, and he right. drives dogs around the neighborhood. I did not see this. Like, stray dogs. This so they all come, and they sit in his truck, and he drives them around the neighborhood, and they're just barking and wagging their tails and having a grand oh, time. this I have to show It's that. the greatest thing. Yeah. Love it. Oh, that is Zach. 50 yeah. years from now, he's like, yeah, I'm going to be a dog train driver. It's going to be great. So anyway, um, Pigmon uh, arrives at the shopping mall, but is... It panics everybody due to his appearance of being an actual monster. Right, right. By the time Zeo show up, Pigmon is already tied up, and um, he has a balloon on him. And uh, oh, it's because they were handing out balloons. And he went to Grandpa. Yeah, and the guy's like, "It's a monster!" Yeah, and you're sitting there going, "I understand balloon salesman." Yeah, but balloon giver away guy. We have seen a woman dressed as a cow giving away balloons previously, in. True. One of these episodes, True. you would give away. You would give away balloons. I mean, as long as you're getting paid to do it, what do yeah. you care? But this is a make the kids happy. So yeah, that, get the parents into the mall. Yeah, yeah. kids happy. Yeah, that's gotcha. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same reason for a year solid, I gave away Beanie Babies just to get the mother to buy something at the table. Yeah, gotcha. get them over there. That's all you got to do. Yeah. If you can get them over there, you got a better shot of them not walking by you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, so he, uh, the, several civilians deemed it a threat, except Sakura, who knows it, uh, that he's no harm. Um, Dr. Gurman, of course, recognizes the monster. Uh, they have spotted him in Sydney and Luxembourg. Right, and you're sitting there going, okay, just like the regular science patrol, now they're showing you, yes, Zio is all yeah. over the place. And we have pictures of this thing all over the place. Not that we have to show it, yeah. but we have them. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Okay, then. Maybe there were pictures, but they edited them out. We don't know. Okay. By the way, uh, Sydney Pigman is going to be my new uh, nom de plume. <laughs> Sydney Pigman. Sydney Pigman reporting. Oh, God. The effect from the ultra flare may have awakened them. That's they think. So Pigman awakens and jumps in fear, um, but is misunderstood as rampaging, which made us another civilian guy attack it. Uh, Daichi analyzes the monster uh, through Gao diction, so I think that's the some sort of diction. The translator. Oh, it's a translator. translator. That's right. And it's afraid of something, but yeah. it's too late. The dark under the dark thunder energy strikes to Tara City and brings forth uh, Gisora. Gisora, King Gisora, yes. for this matter. He is a Gisora variant. And this is some sort of. We've seen Gisora before. Um, and where? The first Ultraman, I think. Because oh, I don't remember that one. Because it's, okay. it, it's a weird, fishy-looking kind of thing that stands up on two legs. Because it's there. You go. The, the Coast Guard Command. Okay. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. I thought maybe he might be the Pearl Monster at first, but he's not. He's a uh, Coast Guard. Command. Oh, he was the one with the. Uh, he was a, a Brazilian. They, they remember they brought the thing of cacao beans from Brazil. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right. And okay. it was the one where the guy, the guy shot him through the warehouse window from like. around the city. 
great suit. Oh, it is a fantastic suit. Fantastic and, suit, fantastic rampage. And the battle that they have is a nice wrestling battle. But before that, the, just the rampage of him knocking stuff nice. over, all over. When he goes over the top of that building, the rubble that crumbles off. They really do know what they're just doing. Amazing. It's just amazing. Just amazing. I mean, I know we do this all the time we see yeah. it. But they do it a little differently every time. And you're That's like, right. you know what? They are really good at this. Yeah. I have to let them know. One of the buildings said something in English that was funny and I don't remember what it was. Again, I'm noticing that more and more because obviously I can speak English yeah. and read it, so there's a lot of English words and I don't write them all right. down because I just kind of figure, okay, it's just another English word. Yeah, it was just amusing. It was like some, it was like and I don't know what the word was, but it was like a big building with like sausages or something yeah, on the top of it weird. and it just made me chuckle. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, it made me chuckle. Um, and uh, the uh, the man who attacked Pigmon before was about to be crushed from rubble until Pigmon saves him at the cost of his own life, maybe? Well, no, it, um, he's hurt. You can yeah. see that he's actually hurt. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, wait a minute, that thing actually tried to just save me after I tied it up and right. I did this and I didn't like it, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so um, X arrives on the scene to fight King Gasara, but he's very, very... Um, very very strong, right? Uh, and he poisonous scales, uh, and he's got the electricity, yep. which is a cool cool effect because blows right through the Ben Star armor. Absolutely, and yeah. what you see is what I didn't because I've seen the backstory on how they kind of do this stuff. Yeah, all those beams that you're seeing, one person draws in. Oh sure. So that's got to. Oh, take. you need to find that video. And send me the link because people are asking for it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so find that. I will do that. I'll send that to you today. Yeah. I'll find it online and then I'll send it to you. Well, just go in your. You should go in your. If, you, if, if you're using YouTube in the same on the same device most of the time, it should be in your history. Yeah, but the problem is my history is going to have seven thousand Minecraft videos because I have to shuffle through all of them. Forgot it. about that. <laughs> I'll get it. Curses. And I'll send it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is. Super fantastic. And cool. I'll, I'll send it to you while it's in the show notes for this weekend. Right. We'll post it on the Facebook group, too. Um, so, let's and see. Then he go, we, you said that he went right through the Cyber Bemstar armor. Yep. And the shield for the Cyber Bemstar armor protects him for a second or two. Yeah. And then the but, armor protects him for a second or two. And then the, 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 uh, and then the color timer starts going yep. off right away. So, he becomes Exceed X. Um, and he uses the X, the X Slugger to cleanse... Kisora of the Dark Thunder energy. Right, and he used the Exceed X Slash. Which, right. I mean, come on, really? And the Zanadium Ray uh, turns back into a Spark Doll. Exactly, and it's the Exceed X Slash, which hurts him a little, and then the Zanadium Yeah, well, that apparently purges them of Dark Thunder energy. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, that's, that's finally, that's sort of evident in this episode, because, like, as you see him slash it, the Dark Thunder energy kind of leeches out of him. You know what? That now makes sense. Yeah, doesn't it? I did. <laughs> Makes in theory in in universe, universe sense. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I get it because I was like, well, yeah. Because the next episode that we'll get to, right? That explains a lot more now that you say it that way, right? Okay. But it appears to be too late for Pigmon. He seemingly dies from his injury, and Sakura mourns over his loss. Um, right. That is a just touching, touching episode. God, it's heartrending. And then they show like the one guy that Pigmon saved. Goes to Pigmon's little oh, cave, cleans it up, cleans it up, and then they show the pictures of all the kids that Pigmon has played God, with. Come on! And if you want the tears to roll, yeah, this is this will do it. Do it. This will do it. And um, and then they Zio would, shows they up reveal that Pigmon always seeks children, and with most of them leaving for adulthood, they would just wait for new friends to come. Yeah, and Zio shows up to the house. And who is behind Zeo but Pigmon with a little bandage with a bandage around his And it's like you said, it would have been better to show Pigmon getting out of the car. I would have loved that. But maybe they were like, I can't get out of this stupid SUV. <laughs> the sedan in the 60s was great, but yeah, it's Just pretty great. And you said that would have been a better shot, but the way they did it at least gave you the thought, that's how he had to get there. I enjoy that? me some Pigmon. <laughs> I enjoy me some Pigmon. So while we're here, let's talk about the Pigmon that was in Ultraman X. Um, he's a, a friendly, rare beast. Um, he's a human ally, obviously. He is 
uh, homeworld is planet Earth, multiple universes. Right, of course. He, he's basically just a friendly monster no matter where he is. Which, one meter tall, ten kilos. Yeah, he's about kid size, so that's yep. about one meter. Yeah, okay. Okay, fine. Uh, let's see about the Ultraman Axe. Uh, and the thing I did like is, even though the guy was selling all the multicolored balloons, somehow Pigmon ended the red up with the one red balloon that he had. And you said, hey, Oh, how about when he lets go of that balloon, and that's what attracts Kisura yeah. to go that way. Yeah. He's like, whoa. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. You're like, all right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now, according to Rui, this is the trivia from this episode, Pigmon was rated number one on the most friendly monster in record. <laughs> <laughs> no, no harm. <laughs> according to the Zeo database, Pigmon has another name titled Friendship Rare Animal and the Intelligence of an Eight-Year-Old. Which is about right. Good with that. A country handling it as a holy monster? I don't remember seeing that at all. Yeah, I mean, if there is a country that does have it as a holy monster, okay, fine. I'd like to see that. Sure. It would be nice, but I mean, since we have to have everything from Japan, okay, fine. I'm not going to go argue that too. In the original script for the episode, Pigmon was considered but not officiated as there was a worry that his suit would be unusable for filming. The episode was going to center around a plot very similar from an Ultraman King S episode, but it was later changed. Pigmon was then considered yet again, but including... Ooh, hold on, guys. Burazarin was deemed more appropriate, yet it didn't meet the desired effect, and thus they went with Pigmon again. Okay. So they were going to use a different monster, but... So, apparently the, the suit was uh, pretty beat up after um, Ultraman Ginga. So they basically had to build a brand new Pigmon suit for this. No, they just... They, maybe they just repaired it. Okay. I mean, I, 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 don't, yeah. I don't know exactly I don't know how works. long they last. But they but can't it last is, forever. No, they do not. They, they rot because they're latex. Yeah. yeah. So they will rot pretty... Quickly. Yeah. Pretty bad. It's, just, it's kind of horrific. There's a shot, there's a there's a picture on the internet somewhere of um, suits just stacked up outside ah. somewhere, and they're just rotten. There's oh. like, it's creepy as hell, quite frankly. So that'd be nasty. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's, they're we very get, creepy. When we get stuff that has gotten water sitting in it for a very long time, it is just creepy. Yeah. So yeah. I could imagine the same thing. Yeah. Now we're going with King Gasura. Also known as just plain old Gisura. Yeah, I didn't um, even notice the king part, but... First appearance was the Coast Guard Command in Ultraman, the original. Right. Uh, latest appearance is actually Ultraman Orb, the Origin Saga, so we see him again after this. Okay. 60 meters, 10,000 tons. Uh, king Gisura's Roar. That's it there. That's it. All right. Um, let's see here. Uh, we're going to get to the Ultraman X section of the wikia here trivia, Gasora was actually meant to approach from the seacoast but it was changed to emerge from beneath the ground uh, this was made due to past incarnations of Gasora were always shown submerged, uh, coming up from come underwater from. so they wanted to do something a little different they yeah. had them come up from the ground and I mean I just because it's just my crazy mind, I went with, eh, there's probably a river somewhere nearby that it can't. Sure, could have been. Sure enough. And Why it, not? You know, the dark thunder energy hit the water where Gasura happened sure. to be, and there he is. Okay, sure. Um, he's got poison spines, an electric energy so shock surge, and a long tongue, which we didn't see. The uh, anatomical drawing of Gasura shows him with an extendable tongue. Okay. I mean, so, they never show that, but okay, fine. That's Yeah, we don't need to know that. Yeah. That's okay. Um... So yeah, that was that's that for that episode. What do we think of that episode? That, it, it, the cutest episode. It pretty much ever. was, wasn't it? And I mean, the monster wasn't all that scary. I mean, it didn't. Really I like his I think he's a great monster in nice this in this instance. Yeah, but I mean, just I really do like these Pigmon episodes because it, and especially now that our main guy is saying, listen. We have to try to let these monsters live yeah. in peace and with as long as they're not wrecking stuff. Yeah, with Pigmon, that's all it wants to do is just be friends with kids. Right. I, he understands that kids are going to outgrow him, and somebody else will move in after you, and right. it'll be fine. So I'll just wait. They're very patient monsters. Yeah, very patient monsters. But gets to play with at least a dozen kids, from what we can see with all the different toys. If right. It's one toy from each kid, so at yeah. least a dozen different toys. Yeah, down. it was great. So yeah, I definitely definitely a wonderful episode. Yes. Um, 
fun. A nice, a wonderful one-two punch. Um, well, with I, I know it's wonderful. Uh, I know, Pat. You, uh, my guess is you did not <laughs> like this episode, but that's Sorry. okay. Uh, coming up next, guys, Space Cat Mew has come to Earth, fleeing from mysterious energy strikes. Red King is coming, and is Wataru in love? Let's find out right after this on more Science Patrol. And we are back. And we're going to go with Wataru's Romance. This is the 18th episode of Ultraman X. And I did notice, even though it's going a little bit further, there's only 24 episodes total in Ultraman X. Yeah. So we really... We're almost done. We're almost done already. Yeah. Then we got to figure out what to do next. (laughs) What to do next. I wonder. Um, Air date is November 24th, 2015. Hisako Kurosawa, written by... Um, and then directed by, again, uh, Takanori Sujimoto. This episode opens with Wataro in a very happy mood, skipping along towards his favorite coffee shop downtown. Right. He's like, yeah, I'm the coolest oh, guy ever. Cool. And, everything. and he checks himself in the window once or twice yeah. before he Car gets mirror, there. He fixes his hair. And then he goes in, and you say, ah, he's going to see the waitress. Not yeah. for the fried tofu, which I'm sure is fried. Sure. But then you find out that he knows this waitress from going back when he was a little kid, yeah. and the whole night. And he is fully pissed with it. Well, yeah, of course. And now, of course, Hayato comes in, and uh, as soon as advice, much to Atara's dismay, where he, he meets, uh, he meets uh, Nanako, and she spills Wataru's drink and apologizes for it while Hayato, Hayato suggests that he'll clean it up for her. Yeah. And at this the whole point he's like, Wataru's like, uh oh. Oh, when he sit, I love when he sits down and he's like, could you give me some room? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and you're sitting there going, this is the sitcom episode. Absolutely. And you can see he likes the girl. She doesn't notice Hikaru and then what then uh, Hayata sits Hayata down, comes down and she is instantly smitten. She's like, with him. Hey there, handsome. You are here. And yeah. you're like, Oh good, we're going with the jealousy episode. Yes, yes, the, okay. the love triangle. The love triangle jealousy episode. Okay, so okay. the next day the Zeo rugby team plays against the Blue Lions with Nanako watching and rooting for Rotaro with that awesome sign. Yeah, which I wish I knew what it said because <laughs> Rotaro. There's a little tiny subtitle next to it. I didn't notice the yeah. subtitle. Yeah. Okay. It has his name on it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's what's great is like every time he does something impressive, he looks over like, hey, hey. she's feeding him sandwiches. <laughs> she's feeding the <laughs> Hayato sandwiches and like drinking with him. And he's like, come on. You're supposed to be paying attention to me, not him. Yeah. Come on. And I'm like, uh, now uh, a comet approaches from the atmosphere and crash lands in Area T1, revealing Space Cat Moo. And they had a nice double screen shot of the people looking up at the monster. Right. And it was cool. Yeah, great. So, um, uh, where are we getting at? Uh, then there's tons of dark thunder energy striking down. Right. Zia takes notice of this and heads to the base where the monster's appearance is causing interference with all the electricity and the equipment. What's up, dude? It's my kid again. What's going on? And then um, they keep going on whether or not the monster is Mu or Muchan. And you're sitting there going, is there really that much of a difference? Well, they're familiar. She's familiar. She wants to call everything Chan because she loves monsters so okay. much. So, uh, but I love the fact that he's like, Moo, Moo Chan. <laughs> like, yeah, she's yeah. all gets all bent she out of shape. She really about does it. get bent out of shape. Great. And you're sitting there going, it's not that important. But until then, everybody's like, Moo Chan, like all at once. <laughs> uh, and so uh, they. Uh, they reveal um, they can't get to the right picture, so they accidentally reveal a picture of uh, a video of Dr. Gurman eating giant piles of dumplings, dogs swimming. Uh, right, and they show a bunch of different videos because they're showing how this Muchan affects electromagnetism yeah. and has affected the entire area. Yep. Okay. So, Chiaki uh, and Rui finally uh, get, the, get the word on the monster, and Zio is sent out to deal with her. But she went away almost as quickly as they showed up. Right, right. And then Red King appears. No, not yet. Well, Tara once again heads towards the coffee shop oh, right, 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 right. to see Nanako, 
where he sees, to his surprise, Hayato's already there hanging out. Right, and he leans on the window, right. breathes heavily on the window. <laughs> like super fog up. Super duper, more than you can possibly yeah. fog yeah, 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 the window yeah. is how fast he fought. And you're sitting there going, okay, I, I get it. I understand. He's upset. But really, guys? He's upset. Okay, you're taking umbrage with someone fogging a window up in an episode with a flying robot space cat. (laughs) True. Fair. Fair. Big picture, Patrick. Big picture. (laughs) Yes, I will go on the small stuff. I let the big stuff go. Mr. Minutia. (laughs) So, um, and uh, let's see, where is the... um, yeah, what I really love is when he goes down. He's like, okay, and he like walks down, fake walks down the stairs. Yeah, he walks down the stairs that you've seen in any number yeah. of comedies. And he's freaking out at this point. Yeah, he's going crazy because now he f- realizes that the girl likes Hayata. Yeah, and he's like, but Hayato, Hayato, Hayata is our first Ultraman. All right, Hayato. Not to be right. confused. I was obviously. Um, <laughs> he's like, but she should like me. And you're like, oh, come. Well, he was there first. That's the rules. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. P.S. Guys, those are not the rules. <laughs> um, the I saw her first rule will get you nowhere. 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 Um, and where we go. So, uh, Rui and uh, Mamoru bring the entire crew around to tell them if they think Mu's Tron's appearance attracts an increase in Dark Thunder energy strikes, causing Captain Kamiki to hypothesize that someone is controlling the energy. Uh, Goromon calls and tells them that the interferences are happening again, and the captain springs up, like, oh, you gotta go take care of this, scaring everyone in the Yeah, it really does just scare them. You're like... Guys, this is what the captain does. But I think that was for comedic effect, again, in this episode, okay. which was a much okay. more comedic then I'll episode. Give it that. I have to let that fly. So they get in the Athos, and Hayato places a good luck charm from the Nako in the car, uh, leading what Taro just so, made. And he right. explains that he's just her childhood friend. And, and, and it's he fine. sits there and smells, smells the thing. It's the creepiest. And you're like, that's, you know what she <laughs> smells like. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's not creepy at all. That's the... So the dark thunder energy strikes increase, and even the spark dolls in the lab start to react to it. They're shaking. Um, The sky muscadis controls begin to spiral out of control. What's even worse, one of the dark thunder energy strikes the ground, revealing Red King as he rises up, and the monster's appearance frightens Moo, and Daichi transforms into Ultraman X to stop both of them. And then as but, soon as Red King appeared, A, knocked over two buildings. Yeah, just, just quick. Uh, you're in my way. You're in my way. Show more rubble. By the way, rubble. I'm Red King, and I don't like anything. Exactly. Yeah. And then they focus on Mu, show you X, and hearts in the eyes. Yeah. Oh, my God, you're so cute. And you're sitting there going, oh, God, it's a romance now between Mu and but the best scene in the whole thing is Red King blinking like, what is going on? <laughs> and he just scratches his neck like, what am I supposed to do with this? What? <laughs> I don't understand any... <laughs> huh? Exactly. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're sitting there And it was... I, the first time I saw that, I, I had to pause it because I was laughing yeah, I, so I hard. Laughed. I didn't have to pause, but I'm sitting there going, Red King's confused. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not confused. Yeah. Because the monster likes X, huh? And okay. and how? Well, yeah. <laughs> so Watara then realizes the fact that Mu is just as in love with X as he keeps trying to avoid Mu and fight Red King, but Mu is too persistent. Right. Despite X even meeting, despite X not even meeting her before, he eventually does fight Red King and he gains the upper hand at first. Right. And Mu does try to protect. X from Red King a little bit, but Red King just knocks it over because it's a flying round cat. Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, The Dark Thunder energy strikes him again, transforming him into EX Red King. Oh my god, is that a nice looking monster? Yeah, I kept that from you because I was like, oh, you know, (laughs) this is what we're going to call Cajun Corn Godzilla because he's a little blackened. He's all oh, it's so amazing. Those it was giant so hands. Cool. It re- I'm glad you didn't. Yeah. You said it's gonna get buck nuts. Yeah. And by God, this thing is buck nuts. I was kind of referring to the giant cat, but that's okay. Well, but yeah. <laughs> so 
uh, he he just starts wrecking stuff with his big giant fist, and then um, X eventually transforms into Exceed X to fight him. Right, and it's still still somewhat lovingly displayed at how he becomes yep. Exceed X. And yeah. Told you. Told you. I get it. But this is where I bowed out. This is the last episode I saw. Oh, so you're going in. I'm fresh. going in fresh from here on oh, out. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So now I'm excited. Yeah. So this is all. This is all like. Everything after this is crazy. Right, um, and then uh, the, the Exceedium Slash brings the normal Red King back. Right. Because like the, you said, it disperses the Dark Thunder energy. And the Zanidium Beam turns him back into back a Spark Back into a Spark Doll. Now then, X confronts Moo, but she accidentally releases Amnesia Gas, <laughs> i.e. a giant pink fart. And they say, forgetful flatulence. That's right. And my wife is sitting there going... Forgetful what now? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you read it right. It's a forgetful fart. Yeah. Fart, it's forgetful. Like, how? When? And I said, science. Just because. <laughs> because Ultraman. That's all I got. That's all I got. I got that's yeah. what the science of that monster is. You, you picked the wrong episode to sit down <laughs> and go... Why? Is the whole show like this? <laughs> yeah. Like, no. No, no not, not really. really. But like this one, this is just is a distillation of all the goofy elements previously seen. But it, the show, the whole show's not normally like this. And the, the the part I didn't particularly like, right? The forgetful farting, I was hysterical, right? But then Moo cries, right? Everybody else gains their memory back, except her. She loses, she loses her, memory. her memory, right? And I'm like, how? It's like the gift of the Magi, kinda, but more flatulent. More flatulent. Yeah, but I did. I did enjoy the fact that it was a pink fart. Yeah, just this pink gassy <laughs> fart. I also enjoyed the tiny little cat feet sticking out of the back of yes. the robot with yes. little paw pads. Little paw pads going on, and you're sitting there going, "Okay, I, the forgetful farting made me laugh to no end." Yeah. But then the tears and it's raining, me- and you're like, "Oh, it's raining," and then they just show it like. <laughs> That was funny, but then how everybody else gains their memory, and she loses hers because she's crying. Yeah, why is this Ultra acting like he knows me? Yeah. And they show the scene where Ultraman, where X uh, fights off Duraco, and but I don't know if that's from anything. Or did they shoot it specifically for I that? I think they had to shoot it specifically because I don't yeah. remember that scene. I'm sitting there going, okay. No, I'm just wondering if it was like... I don't think we ever saw X before this, so they must have put it. They had to, yeah, because yeah. it's a, obviously a brand new series. Right. So that's how now we come to realize that X did meet Moo at some point. Right. Moo did the forgetful fart. Right. And X doesn't remember. Right. But now that Moo has used her remembrance tears. There you go. X remembers her and then she but forgets. she forgets and you're sitting there going and the suit acting at the end where X is like like acting like what how <laughs> really yeah yeah that's he, great you're sitting there going again I give these actors so much credit they can convey so much in a suit saying anything in a suit it's great yeah now then, uh, Wataru then performs the Ultra NX theme in front of Hayato and Nanako. Right, and they actually translate it into English, so you know what yeah. the song is saying. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's really nice. Yeah, I don't know if they did that for Orb yet, so, well, I don't know, because that, oh. that's the one that's in between this and, and Jeed. Really? Orb. Yeah. I thought it was X and then Jeed. There's nope. another one? There's Orb. Orb oh. and Orb origin story. Oh good lord! I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. There's two. Oh, yeah. There's two series. Two in series between. in between. One was in one was shown on TBS. Tur- uh, Tokyo, Tokyo Broadcasting. Not, System. Yeah, not, not Turner. Turner. <laughs> um, she whiz. And the other one it was shown strictly on Amazon. It was an oh. Amazon Japan exclusive. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got to try to get that. Oh, wow, it's synchronized drinking. Yeah. That was nice. Um, okay, so we're going to real quick go to um, Space Cats. Oh, originally from Ultraman Max, apparently. Moo? Well, no, well, the Space Cats themselves. Oh, okay. okay. Um, let's see here. In Ultraman X, let's go with our trivia. Uh, the voice actress is Jenya. 
I don't know who is. Uh, all, all, she previously voiced Gargorgoron in the same series. Oh, okay. In addition to her connection to her kind species being space cats, Moo possesses two cat-like ears in addition to her tail. Right. Uh, this decision uh, and the addition of two extra arms were added only for the sake of maneuverability on set, but right. to show more expressive emotions. Right. Uh, I mean, I give them that. They, the Moo thing was a cat, but then had all sorts of tendrils hanging underneath it. So did you notice they had little cat paws on the end of them? Yes. That was great. And uh, he's sitting there going, okay, to take... Again, with the details that they really do put into yeah. the thought yeah. of these monsters, I have to give them so much credit. Oh, how about when Red King was going to smack him with the water tower? Yep. And he takes it away from him and puts it back in the building <laughs> like a toddler? <laughs> <laughs> no. Put it back. Put that back. Stop now. Um, although originally a nickname created by Rui, it turns out Moo is actually her real name. Uh, she was originally going to be called Mew. However, because of the episode director having recently got a dog whom he named Moochon, he had the name changed because of that. Said dog is seen in the clip swimming during the episode. Uh, oh, okay. So that's the director's actual dog yep. that he got yeah. onto the actual dog. Yeah, that's, that's great. great. All right. You know what? You give him that. You, get, you know what? Why not? Moo's weakness of instantly forgetting X is a reference to myths that cat for, cats forget their owner's faces should they lose contact for three days. Oh, that is apparently a myth. Uh, yeah, it's obviously a myth because yeah. I don't believe that in the least. Moo is the only character to break the fourth wall of the series, having interacted with the narrator as shown in the quote above. Because when the, the narrator's like, love can cause people to do stuff. Oh, she's like, love can cause cats to, you know, like... Yeah, animal, monsters. Monsters, yeah. Yeah, to go crazy. Too. Uh, Moo uses a remodeled prop from the original Space Cat. Okay. Um, there was an even split for and against Moo being included in this episode, but she was eventually allowed in as Sujimoto believed some interesting ideas could be performed. Okay. I've, I mean, it was a cute enough episode. Yeah. I loved the Red King. And I love the monstrous Red King, the Dark Thunder Energy Let's Red King. Let's talk about him real quick before we wrap up. Go for it. That is EX Red King, Mr. Fisty. Oh, he was insane. And we've got... That is his roar, folks. It's a regular Red King roar. Yeah, it's a little bit... Little, uh, ground down a little bit. I think it's, it's, gone, it's moved down a little bit. Okay. Um, and really quickly, come on, he is in like every Ultraman. Yeah, he's series. all over the place because he's basically, you know, Ultraman's main enemy, I guess. Trivia: The uh, EX Red King suit of Ultra Galaxy Neo was reused for this series. Oh, okay. so that is not his first appearance. That's fair. I mean, like um, I said, if you're either going to go on Belial or Red King, right? As the main enemy. And if it's Belial, he's have to have a multi-story arc. Right. Red King, it's a one-story, get him in, get him out, and we had a good time. Yeah, I also like to see... I would love to see if... Uh, if um, he, he's, he just continually shows up. It's great. No, I'm sure he does. I'm sure great. he does. All right, so uh, real quick podcast recommendation. The Fiasco Brothers Watch a Movie. Okay. Two friends of mine, Tim Leonard and... Um, Oh, God. Can't remember the guy's name. I can't. <laughs> I'm so sorry, you guys. <laughs> Since I don't I don't know who you're speaking of, I can't help you. I'm going to cut this part out. The podcast recommendation, the Fiasco Brothers Watch Movie. Two friends of mine uh, watch and discuss movies. These movies are bad movies. Yes. Both? Yes. Okay, fair enough. Um, and uh, it's really interesting. Good stuff. Okay. I enjoy it a lot. I think it's uh, definitely worth listening to. They're only up to like episode 12. Oh, uh, so you can get in on the ground right floor. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then our next week's episode is Living Together. That's right. Which is, okay, sort of interesting. Say three, three's company style. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. But what? yeah, Living Together and the... Uh, Come on, baby. Oh, I only write one at a time. And Bond I'm Unite. Sure. Yeah, that's what we see. Uh, we see a little hint. Um, we see uh, Gamora kind of lose his stuff a little bit. Oh, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Okay. All right, guys. Pascal, you'll get his, his... No, 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 no. Kids? No? No, no? no Sunday school today? No. Oh. Holiday. Oh, well, that's fantastic. Let's talk real quick then about... Close tomorrow... They 
Catholic school, no schools are closed, so they say, well, you don't have to come in here either. Okay. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, you can talk real quick about the, the uh, Ultraman movie that is the uh, Ultraman anime that's coming out. Um... In regards to the uh, the new the new Ultraman anime series, which I just have to find my Google alert here. Oh, they're, and they're actually telling you when and where, or just when? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Give me a minute for crying out loud. Um, well, when I was buying, and this is to show you exactly how old this podcast is. Yeah. The movie Black Panther just came out. This yeah, week. that'll give you. It's t- today is the seventeenth, eighteenth, eighteenth. So go. the Black Panther movie just came out. I was buying tickets, right. and I told Rich that my friend Totoro was going to be on the big screen. He He's said, "Oh sure. my god!" And then I showed him the picture of all the different movies. Yeah. And what does Rich say? Well, they forgot that one. Well, I forgot. Happy. No, well, they forgot <laughs> Kiki's delivery service, and it's supposed to be like a kids that it's from G Kids. And I don't know why you would put Grave of the Fireflies, which is the most depressing animated film you have ever seen in your life. I haven't seen it. Can't it say. is about children after the bomb drops in Hiroshima. Oh, lovely. Yeah, it's not good. I would it was originally a double bill with my neighbor Totoro. Like, just... Fill me full of whimsy and then shoot Kill. me in the head. Like, I don't understand why you would do that. But anyway, Ultraman returns with a new 3D anime adaptation. This is from Geek.com, you guys. Uh, Ultraman's getting a new lease on life years later after first making his debut as a live-action Japanese tokusatsu hero. He's got it. water. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> um... As one of the most recognizable Japanese characters out there, he's enjoyed everything from massive popularity of his own show to parodies and a newer manga series that began in 2011. The Ultraman manga series is turned into a, is being turned into a 3D CG animated movie slated for a 2019 release. There's a trailer. Oh, 2019, yeah. so not even this year. No, okay. So there's a trailer coming out. Um... Where Ultraman resembles kind of a cooler Iron Man, okay. looking amazing as he jets toward the screen. It's supposed to be a teaser trailer. Um, it's going to be in the show notes, you guys. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Um, the film follows Ultraman's son, uh, Shinjiro Hayata, who uses a special suit to transform into the hero. You can see it in the trailer. Um, it would really be cool to see that yeah. again. I would love a, a new live action series using because there is a suit for it. As I said right, last of week, course, of course, um, there is a suit for it. Well, and and that's now where we're running. Since we're starting to run out of X, it would be convenient for us. Let's be realistic. What did you do? All I did was open up a website and be convenient for us heads. if they would just be nice enough to put out a show for us so we can keep track. Instead of having to actually think of what we're going to do next. And I'll be freely admitting, that's me thinking. Right. <laughs> now, from the ChristianPost.com. Yes, there's Ultraman news on the ChristianPost.com. Okay, good enough. Whatever. One guy's like, come on, can I just do my weird Japanese stuff too? And they're like, all right, Carl, fine. <laughs> fine. But you still have to do these seven interesting facts about Ash Wednesday and Lent article. but uh, Which is an actual real article I believe as well. it. I believe uh, it. I believe it. Trust me, I know all kinds of weird facts. Uh, a long version of the trailer has been released for the upcoming live-action special effects film Genki Juban Ultraman Jido Nagai. Ultraman Jido movie, Connect the Wishes. In this 100-second video, which is currently streaming on Super A's official YouTube channel... Oh, i got to look this up. Uh, we get a preview of the theme song. Um... By Japanese R&B and pop singer May uh, J. It also gives fans their first look at Ultraman Jeed's ultimate form. Oh! Ooh, they're doing a road show this year okay. in Japan. Obviously, well, in Japan, obviously, I, I wouldn't expect them to come to the states. It, like you said, it's not that popular here. Yeah. The upcoming movie tells the story of how giant artificial brain Gilbaris, who intends to destroy all life on Earth, sends the Galactron army to Okinawa to obtain an item known as Red Steel. In line with this, Riku, a.k.a. Ultraman Jeed, gets advised by Jugglus Juggler to go to Okinawa. Jugglus first appeared in Ultraman Orb and Ultraman Orb Chronicle as Orb's partner turned archenemy turned rival. Okay. 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 Along the way, Riku meets a mysterious woman named Aruhiga, 
uh, played by Yukia Motokiara, who will enlist his help on a mission. And as soon as the destructive Galactron army makes it to Okinawa, Gene finds himself being assisted by Guy Kurinai, uh, sorry about that, a.k.a. Ultraman Orb and okay. Ultraman Zero. Well, I mean, is, are they going to use the same Ultraman Zero actor, you would think, from the show? I mean, I would hope so. Well, yeah, it's uh, they do the same. Unlike the DC Universe, which can't keep their stuff together between movies and TV, the Subaraya is doing everything. They handle, oh, okay. they, they, handle they make the movies. They make the th- yeah. Okay, so they're going to get the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. So it looks good. Um, and does it have any indication of when that's coming out, or they're just still shooting it? And we've got the first preview. Good luck. Well, let's see. Other cast members include uh, Chihiro Yamamoto as Laiha, uh, Mayu Hugisawa as Moa, um, Yuza Ozawa as Leto. Uh, Kai Shishido as Buran Sataruna, whoever that is, and Jackie Chan, not Jackie Chan, as uh, Jackie Chan, like J A C K I Chan, Jackie Chan. Let's Jackie, but, Chan. yeah, the girl Jackie Chan. Yeah, I guess. Okay, as Alien Jackie Arlong, Megumi Han will be re- providing the voice for Alien Pega again. Okay, and Suzuko Memori will again be voicing Ram Ultraman G the movie. Connect the Wishes premieres Saturday, March 10th in Japan. Okay, so it's coming. It's good. I mean, that's next month. That's yeah, this Saturday. That's soon. That's very soon. So hopefully, a month or two after that, it'll be somewhere in the states, close oh, enough that we can get to. We didn't get we didn't get the X movie for a year. Really? Yeah. Oh, it takes time to translate nice. them. Well, I, I no, my neighbor moved her car. Yes, yeah, so. uh, the neighbor across the way. Excuse me. Walked across, rang the bell, and then she came out. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Uh, also, guys, in case you need to know, theater goers can grab limited edition cards for the franchise's card game, Ultraman Fusion Fight, featuring Gene and Orb from March 10th to 23rd. Um, by the way, if you go back to see the movie on the 24th, you can get cards featuring Jeed and Zero Beyond. Okay. So, go see it twice. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, again, that's in Japan. That's not yeah. here because they're, you'd think they're going to have to translate it. I wouldn't mind so much even if they put it with subtitles. Yeah, I'm sure that's since they're doing... I wish they would release the movies on Crunchyroll for crying out loud. Would so. be nice. Would be nice. But I, I get that they want people to pay for it. A too good fan of ours sent us a copy of the Ultraman X movie, though. Ooh. Yes, sir. If you can, no, I can do that. Forward me the yeah, I can do that. I can make that. After we're done with the Ultraman X series, that'll be our next watch. I'll be and then we have to pick another something else. We have to something actually else. think. Well, it either has to be something on Crunchyroll, right, or something that I own digitally, so I can just make you a copy of. Okay, it. so fair. we'll figure that out. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, the, the one. Ultraman movie that I've already seen that you had me watch. Yeah, I've lost the paperwork too. The other one so that I need to rewatch. Need to rewatch it, which is stupid of me. And the one that I still have of yours, right. I haven't gone anywhere near yeah. in so long that I completely forgot what happened. All right, that's so. fine. <laughs> now, just bring it back next week. We'll get to, we'll get to the Ultraman Zero movies eventually, guys. Yeah. Um, but uh, as for that, in our this is a deluxe, almost hour long episode of the Science. And now we can actually say. That we will have been on the Kaiju cast. Yes. So we're going to pump that. And it was great. We're going to have to assume <laughs> that it was great because we No, it was great. It happened in the past already. <laughs> Wibbly wimey, timey wimey. Exactly. That's it. So, so thank you. I don't know how the time on his podcast works as opposed to the time He's on He's on podcast. the Westy Coast. Oh, no, no, oh, I'm talking We're how, doing it live. We're do, I'm sorry, what's that now? We're doing it live. Or we did it live. <laughs> And it was amazing. That's why it's the emergency broadcast. They do one live podcast a year. And wait, wait, back this up. Yeah, this is my three hour around a three-hour live podcast, and we are going to be on not three hours of it, but we're we'll be, be one on of the call-in guests live. Yes, sir. Holy Nikes! I'm excited. Yes, sir. You should be. It's going to be great. All right, all right, guys. We'll see you in a week. Sally Fourth Science Patrol. Take care, everybody. Music for this podcast was provided by Terminal Sunburn. TerminalSunburn.Bandcamp.com Contact the Science Patrol on Twitter at Ultraman Podcast. Our email address is UltramanPodcast at gmail.com We're also on Facebook. Search Science Patrol or Ultraman Podcast and we'll add you. 
The Science Patrol is available on iTunes at ultramanpodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Please make sure you subscribe and tell your friends. I'm Barbara Rossi. The Science Patrol is a Faces for Radio production. 